Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash Alpha Collective, and Startup Club's house in Clubhouse. It's free. It always will be free. There are no strings attached. There is no bait and switch. Lurk or listen only. Chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage. The coffee shop is open for business. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wellness Wednesday, we discuss mental health, wellness, and life skills. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions with the author. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the collective cafe where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption, entrepreneurship, or coaching. So give us a subscribe, bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go, or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand, or of course, join us every day live. It is addictive. And remember, it is a safe, welcoming space, and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is Alpha Collective's Collective Cafe. My name is Joseph Jaffe. Well, good morning. Good morning, everybody. If you are listening on demand on the pod, bit.ly forward slash Collective Cafe to go, whether you're in Discord or here with me in our small little intimate room, as is C Rock, my host, my co host today. If you'll if you will accept the request, sorry, <laughs> I need to accept your request. You've already requested. Now let me uh, make you co-host as well. How are you doing, Zerok? You should be on, I think. Invite to speak. I invited to speak. I invited to. There you go. You're a co-host. You're a speaker. You're a partner. How are you doing, my friend? What's up, Joseph? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, man. It's good to be here. Um, getting ready to rock my workout, man. I mean, every morning I like to get get the juices flowing, ready to attack the day. And, uh, you know, uh, Joseph, I don't know how old you are, but I'm, I'm 46, almost 47, coming up here in February. And I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. And, I, I man, if we can lead people in a direction – to feel like I feel right now, uh, this, this world would be a better place. I can tell you that. I, I'm uh, 53, and uh, I'm not in the best shape of my life, but I'm also not out of shape. Um, I uh, Every Saturday morning, I do a one-hour power zone endurance, and I'm just trying to up that to two, three times a week, um, mix in some running when the weather gets slightly warmer. Um, the irony for me was that I was in the best shape of my life, during COVID, um, 2020, I was running. I was running probably five times a week, and um, and cycling. I was doing everything, and then I went for my physical at the start of uh, 2021 and found out that I needed open heart surgery. Uh, I had a mitral valve prolapse, and um, you know the doctor said, "Look, first of all, I was completely asymptomatic, so I'd done two one-hour power zone." endurance rides back to back on the Saturday and Sunday. And then on the Monday, I went to see the cardiologist and I, uh, sorry, I went, I, I went for my physical. Um, they did, uh, you know, they detected a murmur on Wednesday. I went to the cardiologist, uh, and was told on Thursday that I needed open heart surgery. And, um, wow, it was crazy. And, and the actual surgeon, um, said, um, basically said to me, look, you're okay now, uh, but it could be anywhere between six months to two years where you would, where you will have catastrophic heart failure. 
And uh, so, you know, the sooner you do the surgery, the better. Had the surgery. Uh, surgery went well. Um, and then, but I developed complications. I developed a, uh, what's called a, a seroma in my, in my kind of groin area from where they actually um, inserted the heart lung machine to kind of keep me alive while they stopped my heart. And it got infected. Um, I had to have that removed, which was, I was in the hospital for 10 days for that surgery when I was in the hospital for two and a half days for the actual open heart surgery. I developed another two uh, infections after that. So it was four hospital stays plus I got COVID on top of it. It was just the worst, worst year ever, 2021. I'm one of the few people that can honestly say 21 sucked more than 20. And uh, and 20 was COVID and loss of revenue and, and everything. And talk about being determined and positive and and optimistic. Um, but I'm trying to get back to it. I'm trying to, I completely agree with what you're saying, which is, you know, healthy body, healthy mind, healthy mind, healthy body. Um, there's just no excuse. There's no excuse. Yeah, jo- Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. So, so a couple things. Number one, um, when we start talking about these health issues and surgeries, it reminds me of like, when I was younger, I used to see the older people talking about their health all the time and like what their, their ailments and everything. And I was like, well, is this what happens when you get old? And, uh, you know, and, and, and the thing is, is that we, we again, I'm going to, um, if you're hanging out with me, we got to stop using the word try because, you know, try to me gives us an out and I don't like outs. I don't like uh, ways out. I like, I like going forward, burn the ships. That's how you get stuff done. And uh, you're, you're doing it, my friend. I mean, like, you know, you're not trying anything every day since then. You've been on the, on the move, doing, going after it, making a difference and some days you may uh, move a millimeter. Other days it might go backwards, but it's really getting ready to repel, uh, propel you forward. And in other days you have a quantum leap. But but nonetheless, you're doing it, my friend. Yeah, I. You're right. You're absolutely right. And uh, you know, it's um, it's going to be a good year. I mean, there are many things that I want to accomplish health wise, and uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited for it. It's funny what you said because actually the insight that, that your insight is one that I'd rather kind of. It's funny how we we both um, we actually work nicely together because we we pick up words and phrases um, and then we kind of riff on them. So there's this brilliant. I got to find it. Um, I'm sure if you search for it, you'd find it easily. But it basically shows a bunch of characters that uh, that we all grew up with. You know, I'm 53. You're 47. You said 46. Yeah, 46 right now. Yep. I'll give you 46. Um, and and uh, it was like um, Steve Martin and Diane Keaton from Parenthood, and I, I want to say like I don't know, like Archie Bunker and and all of these characters, and they're actually in their 40s, and they look like I look at them now, and and they were they were actually cast you know as that age and made up and everything as that age. And that's what well, I, 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 uh, you know I, what? I agree with you with that. And it's wild. And I, I got to tell you, I, I mean, I'm, I'm putting on some information recently that, you know, biohacking is, isn't, is a real thing. And people ages are extended. They're staying younger, longer if they're taking care of themselves. And there's technology now that, you know, I just heard about through some sources. Apparently I don't have any, uh, confirmation on it, but there's, they have technology now that can make human beings live a long time, if not, if not forever. And, uh, you know, it's, it's wild because you can't, you know, it's hard to wrap your head around that, especially when you just said that when you saw Archie Bunker and all those guys, George Jefferson member back in the day and Fred Sanford, I think Fred Sanford, Sanford and Sons was one of my favorite shows. And, and when he's had his gray hair and everything, I think he was in his forties. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to save the image. And then I'm going to put that into um, I'm going to put that into our Discord, and I'll also put it into Twitter as well. But uh, this is uh, Steve Martin and Diane Keaton in Father of the Bride, and it's just insane. It's insane. Hello to Tim in our in our Discord. Uh, Tim, um, I put some mint links into the chat. Try those today and see if you can mint your POAP, your Proof of Attendance protocol. Um, I think we can get quite creative with these poaps, by the way, um, C-Rock, and, um, and do something amazing. You know, people, 
you know, I think we we potentially start off monthly, but maybe then weekly, daily, and people collect a certain amount. Perhaps they they get a free pass, or they get a they get increasing discounts to buy a pass to Alpha Collective. Um, just ways of of recognizing and rewarding um, engagement. People that show up, you know, people that yeah. care. Why not? Yeah, yeah, Joseph. There's got to be something that we don't know on on spaces because there's you shouldn't be able to just it shouldn't be a case where you open a room like this and and nobody pops in like twitter x whatever is not supporting the fact of creators opening up a space here and throwing some people in here or, or getting attention for it um there's something that we don't know because other people have been doing it and they have they have people popping in and uh you, you know you have i don't know how many followers 16 thousand something like that i have ten thousand some like there's no reason that people don't pop in here so we got to figure out what this we got to figure out the uh the strategy what the game is there's a game to everything right and there's there's some rules that we don't know oh yeah i mean look well well, let's you know i also like this idea of building this in public i like the idea of being able to just put it out there you know warts and all pain and pleasure um manifesting as you say there is no try there's only do and uh and we manifest that we will have a thousand people in the room uh, by a certain date or or if you want to reduce it i'm happy to that doesn't mean it's less ambitious start off as soon as possible as soon as possible that's what i do yeah as soon as possible (laughs) and uh, and i like the number of a thousand because it's a thousand true fans um and i like the idea of doing it in public um now i'll tell you so Theory one is, um, or at least, you know, uh, yeah, theory one is is I'm shadow banned for some reason. Um, people have reported me. People, are, I'm not a controversial guy on Twitter at all. Been here since the beginning. But it's possible, it's possible that, that I'm shadow banned um, in some way, shape or form where I, I start a, you know, there are, pe- there are enough people on Twitter that when you go in the morning and you go and you click on spaces and you're like, what's going on? Um, and like, let me just find a random space to, to join. There's, you're completely right. There's zero way. There's zero possibility that you and I would not be able to pull at least one or two or three random people in. Yeah, because uh, I looked at the spaces, topics and titles and what have you. And and it, it, there's nothing like this. There's not there's not a whole lot of entrepreneurial rooms. And I know there's entrepreneurs on on Twitter. And I know people are searching for motivation and inspiration and 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 inside scoop, behind the scenes information that can help them. And and it just doesn't make sense. So what we're gonna have to do, Joseph, is we're gonna have to test this and try it. Uh, I'm gonna have to open some spaces to figure out like what the deal is to see if it makes a difference. If I'm the host, if I bring some other people in and try it with them at the same time, yeah, I agree. Like just different accounts and just figure out what the deal is because you know it, it's absurd that a, a space. I mean, I'm sorry, a platform wants you to create spaces as a creator, but yet it, it just doesn't. It just does not add up. It's not rational. It's not logical. No, I agree with it, you. you know what I, mean? I agree with you, and 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 actually. You know, it's funny, uh, t- probably 20, I want to say 2022, maybe, maybe 2021. At some point, um, I had a bunch of uh, interns working for me and um, and I divided them into into three, uh, three camps, basically. Um, you know, one was, uh, one was production um, and the actual people that were like producing and post-producing um, one was um, kind of content and guest relations. What I, I can't remember the exact groups. And one was marketing. And and what I realized is, look, I took a very simple um, path, which is I chose the artist, unfortunately struggling artist. I mean, the idea of I just decided that I wanted to focus on the content, focus on uh, on the art, focus on the work product. Um, but I neglected all the marketing and the business side of it. And... Um, and there is a there is a there is a way. Like I can tell you, for example, like Jonathan Bing. Um, you know, I reached out to Jonathan, and 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 we'll get back to that in a moment. And I was, you know, he responded, and we're talking a little bit. And then 
And then all I get now is just join join my space, join my space. So they are DMing the the crap out of uh, out of DMs. I can promise you that. Um, so there's definitely a a game or a set of rules, um, but that that doesn't make it okay, right? It doesn't make it good. I'll tell you just before we go into like like how how do we, do we do it and how do we do it, right? Um, because when I started it before and there was no one in, I was like, oh, you know what? It's not worth it. Screw spaces. And then I went back to Clubhouse. And so in a way, I'm just trying to find a home, right? Discord is too small at the moment just because we need to build our Discord. That is the community for Alpha Collective. So where do we go from a, from a distributed standpoint, from an audio standpoint? Um, is it back to Clubhouse? And, and that's the problem, right, C-Rock? It's like... It's like we have to show some staying power. I feel, I say I, I have to show some staying power. Choose a platform and stick with it um, in addition to Discord because Discord, if you build it, you know, they will not necessarily come. So where is, is there any audio platform right now? I mean, I know you experiment as well. You experiment, experimented for a while with Zoom in the afternoons Um I think well, we need a place let, where there's audience. Let me let me clarify. So I had a community on Mondays and Fridays that we met. Intention setting Mondays, Fridays were, were accountability days and celebrating wins. And that was a community that I built and brought to Zoom. The Zoom thing I tried from Clubhouse was just to see people's faces and all that. And that was pulling people from Clubhouse. I was part of to it. To pull them into the it. community. But, but Mondays and Fridays was a community that we had from my mortgage business and real estate agents and people from that community and we would invite people in and, you know, we would have, you know, uh, 30 to 50 people on zoom Mondays and Fridays. But I got, I got to tell you, you know, you know, it, it was fine. And I was doing it in the mortgage business to bring in realtors to pour into them so that they would send us business. So I had, a, I, obviously you always have a motive. I don't care what anybody says. You always have a motive that is self-serving. Right. At the end of the day, you could give and serve and give and serve. But at the end of the day, we're all doing it because we want to do something for ourselves at the end of the day. Like the end game is always selfish. I, I don't care what anybody says or admits to, because if you give, you're doing it so you feel better. You know, at first it's helping someone else. Right. But you're, you're then that makes you feel better and you feel like there's a cycle there. So. I was doing it for that reason. Everything we do is for that reason. This, this, you, you, we're sitting in this room right now because at the end of the day, you want to accomplish something for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, so I was doing it for that reason. Then I went to Clubhouse and I had rooms like this, just like this, and nobody showed up and it was just me and maybe one other person. And I would run. And then there was other times where I said, you know what? I'm not running. I'm going to stay in here if I have to play music, if I have to talk to myself. And what made the difference is I started promoting everything that we, you know, and we talk about marketing and our backgrounds are marketing and we're like, but, but the funny thing is, is that even marketers forget sometimes that rule number one is promote, promote, promote. And then you wake up the next day and you pretend that you never did anything and nobody's ever heard of you and you do it again. Yeah. And you, and you stack days like that on top of each other. And eventually it, you, you build momentum, but you, most people quit before the momentum starts. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, I mean, 100%, I'm going to find my proverbial air horn for you, brother. Um, I mean, you nailed it. And the, the title for today's episode, I think, uh, I think you're going to keep providing it, is called I'm Not Running. Um, yesterday was Tilt the Room, today is I'm Not Running. Um, and I think that staying power, that endurance, that stamina, that muscle, um, it's, it's just vital. But you can't just show up and hope, right? You can't just you you gotta work. You gotta work the room. I mean, inside and out. And um, I have ideas. I just I like these brainstorming sessions. Number one is, and I tried. You know, I've, I've reached out to like Nelson now and and Jonathan and Miley and a few people, and you know, and and they are. I mean, God bless them. They are in the moment, right? They're in their window of opportunity. So they're maximizing and they're milking and they should be doing that. They should be doing that because this is their moment. It may be 15 minutes. It may be 15 hours. It may be 15 years. Um, and they're working hard and they deserve it, period. There's no buts. There's no caveats. 
So certainly the one approach, the first strategy, hello to Isna as well, who's here. Uh, good to see you uh, after a while. Um, uh, Isna and I were laughing about uh, the little clip from Ann Betts where I asked her, you know, is there a healthy level of narcissism, for example? Can you train it? Is, is there a certain amount of narcissism that everyone should have in terms of their confidence? And uh, she gave me the most brilliant response. She said, is there a healthy level of cyanide? And I was like, brilliant response. So for those of you paying attention, no, there is not. There is no healthy level of narcissism at all in any capacity. Because you know what? Ultimately, we may even get to the topic today, whether we're talking about empathy, apathy, or or in the middle, which is pathy, which is pathetic. <laughs> I don't know. There's, you know, there's empathy and lack of empathy. There's apathy. There's, there's pathy. Um, but... Um, you know, going back to, you know, going back to the the approach. Um, how do we go and find people with audience and invite them in? Of course, be very transparent about it. Rotate co-hosts and allow them to bring in their audience and give them back something in return. I, I don't think it's an or. I think it's an end. The other thing is, I've got six hundred guests that have been on my show, and what I haven't done yet is um, it, this is a this is a double edged sword for me because. I can go to, you know, to an Ann Betts or a Joe Paluzzi or whatever. I can go to someone who has who, who has followers on Twitter and say, well, let's do it, you know, uh, every Friday, the Friday before your show goes live or the Friday after your show goes live. Come on in for 30 minutes and we'll do a little after show here. I, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think the ability to actually rotate in different guests and co-hosts um, and provide an editorial calendar and and market that and promote it's a lot of work you need resources and maybe you need budget too but i but let's go back to in addition to the idea of bringing in guests and rotating in co-hosts with audience um i think you know occam's law the simplest solution is the correct one um i think i have to ask the question um, is there something wrong not with me but with my account you know that uh, that that I am either getting banned or shadow banned or not showing up in searches, uh, and then eventually, question two is: Twitter the right is X the right platform? Um, and if not, is there what else is? Is there any other you know audio first platform right now that has audience? That's a lot of questions, Rock. Yeah, I think you pick one and you lean into it. And, and then there's got to be a point eventually where, you know, my thing is, is okay, when you lean into something, you have to see some progress, right? It could be minute, but at the end of the day, you got to see some progress. If you're not seeing progress and everything is static or going backwards, then that's when you realize after a period of time that it's just not, you got to assess, right? And And it becomes a liability at that point. So, you know, if you're on a platform and you're getting progress and then the progress is, is, you know, incrementally growing. Eh, you know, I, I think you stick with that platform. Um, I just, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I, I need to let loose. Like one of the things about me is like I have, I need outlets to let loose. And I haven't had that in a while. I stopped doing clubhouse rooms. I was doing a clubhouse room every, I started by the way, I was doing mornings and then afternoon and then evening. And I wouldn't stay in the evening room. I'd let somebody else run it. But I just committed to going all in and I was doing three rooms a day. And I liked it because I had that outlet of creativity of just letting loose just being authentic yeah but then also i started to realize like okay this time invested here what is it really what is the end game remember like we're always self-serving am i serving my ego is it just for my ego is it just an outlet and a release is it for connection is it for drama and excitement do i need some of that in my life like what is it what is the end game here and i started to realize that you know, I started, I had, I had people coming into the room that didn't really align with me a lot of times. And I started attracting a crowd, no, no offense to anybody in particular, but a crowd that was there to, to goof off and not really accomplish anything. Maybe not, you know, uh, uh, business wise, you know, monetizing wise, uh, pouring into people and actually elevating people. It started to feel like it was tearing people down. So I had to assess that. So even though I had numbers, it's one thing to have numbers, right. And be productive. It's another thing to have numbers just because you have clickbait topics or toxicity or drama. 
you gotta you gotta be careful what you wish for, right? So I don't know if I answered your question, Joseph, but I mean, these are the things that went through my mind when I'm doing it. And then other, like when I stopped doing Clubhouse about a few months ago, my business had record months, back-to-back record months. So, you know, that kind of told me something. By the way, I'm going to, Isna, this is for you. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put a link and I'm just going to, I'm just going to post it. Um, although I've been talking to poap.xyz and they actually said the best way to manage the poap with spaces for now, it's not great. It's just to DM the person. So isn't it try and claim that it's public? I mean, I just basically went and posted it now. Uh, but if it doesn't work, I'll just DM you another link. Um, the incentive is an interesting one, uh, by the way, uh, C-Rock, which is, um, which is uh, to be able to recognize and reward people for showing up, um, but to thank them, literally to thank them for, for engagement, not to pay them, um, but to create some kind of collector's item um, that, they can, that they can potentially redeem or, or use for a co-host slot. Um, so it's very much on brand and on strategy. Uh, and good morning to AMP as well. Um, we will get there. Remember, not try, we will get there. The funny thing, you know, C-Rock uh, is um, I wrote this when I, I wrote this either in my first book in 2004, uh, Life After the 32nd Spot, or 2007, Join the Conversation. That phrase is my phrase. I created that phrase that everyone uses, that Anderson Cooper uses. And, and uh, there's a quote of mine, which is, production is the new consumption. And what I meant by that is when I'm producing, when I'm creating content, I am consuming that content too. I'm getting smarter. You know, I'm I'm benefiting from it. I'm not just here talking, but I'm writing down notes. I'm, you know, I'm creating uh, summaries of it as well. I'm getting smarter. I'm benefiting by showing up. Um, it's not just service and being a servant, um, which I think is also important. It's part of you know, it's part of my own why statement, helping people, right? Helping people get unstuck, return to growth and becoming forever change. So I look at this 8 to 9 a.m. slot and I say to myself, is this time well spent? Is it time well spent for me? Because if it's time well spent for me, it has to be time well spent for someone sitting in the audience on the treadmill, you know, taking the dog for a walk, getting the kids ready for school, commuting to the big bad city. I know that line off by heart because I've been saying it for almost two years as well. Now, can you imagine how much more beneficial that's going to be when we get that audience and when we get that scale? You and I are, you know, we started off just the two of us in the room. There are now five. Um, soon there'll be 10 and then 25 and then 50 and then 100. And, and, and I'm well, a purist. I'm an idealist. And that's my, that's my weakness. That's my Achilles heel. That's where you'll help keep me honest. Because I just believe the content, great content and great intent and, and, and you know, if your heart is in it, if you just keep showing up and producing the content, um, you, will, you will grow. But, you know, the last yeah. two years have proven me wrong, though. Joseph, so, I, you know, here's a couple other things. By the way, guys, we appreciate you being here. My name is Mike Scirocco. My friends call me C-Rock. This is my man, Joseph Jaffe. He is not famous. And, uh, you know, if you could help us out and hit that little purple thing and just tweet this out it's going to expand the reach and help promote the room to grow the audience and we can network and meet more people but joseph i think the uh the other thing is takes it always takes even in clubhouse it takes 15 to 30 minutes to warm up a room and and uh that's another thing here it's like you have an hour here right but i think in order to really be successful on social audio i think you need to have programming that's at least two hours long I just think it's the way it is because people don't want to just pop in a room and then by the time they find the room, there's only 15 minutes left. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing two hours though. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get to a point actually where I do one hour and you do an hour or we have another co-host. The, the only thing is I've had to be, um, I mean, where I just don't have it. I don't have those two hours available and already with my coaching, when I'm doing a coaching session, like for example, I'm doing one on Thursday, I, I can't even do the Collective Cafe so right, I, so I, the, the, I hear you though. But here's the thing, though. So, if that's the case, then social audio. If social audio to grow and to network and pull new people into your your ecosystem or your environment, so that you can network with them and meet new people. If social audio does operate that way, 
where it is the platform. And that's what Clubhouse was, man. I mean, I had to do two hours, three hour shows, right? Or, or rooms. And, and that's the thing. Like if it, that's the case and that's what it takes to grow, then that may not be the tool or the vehicle that you need to get to where you're going. That's my point. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, um, We'll see what happens. I mean, I I am going to go with, and by the way, I'm sending uh, Slick and uh, Amp. I just sent you uh, links to Mint, a PO app as well. And uh, so we're going to continue doing this and, and see if we can create some momentum um, and eventually get to a point where, you know what? I like the idea. Someone collects 100 or 10 or whatever the number is, that there's a real incentive and some kind of recognition or reward for doing so. I just think consistency is key. And uh, and if people know that this is this is 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday, um, also no sacred cows. So one thing I've learned is, and this is, this is a beautiful, it's a beautiful paradox and contradiction because on one hand, consistency is key, the long game, staying the course, rinse and repeat, all of the above. But on the other, there has to be the ability to keep fresh. You know, as you said, um, as you said, C-Rock, and you said it best. You can't just you you can't just show up and and hope, right? You gotta you gotta mix it up. You gotta promote. You gotta work the room. Um, so my feeling is is there are no sacred cows here. So on Monday, motivation, you know, manifestation. Tuesday, thought leadership. Wednesday, wellness you know, leadership, whatever, Thursday, live book reads, Friday, open mic, AMA, kind of, you know, um, office hours. Maybe we change it up. I don't care. I want to do whatever works. But I also don't want people in the audience to have to work. I don't want, to me, that was a central part of this. You shouldn't have to work. You should have to be able to sit back, relax, you know, multitask. And, and every session you should walk away going, I learned something new. Even if it's just one thing, I learned something new. I walk away better than when I came in. Um, and, you know, today I've already learned. Today the whole concept of I'm not running because I think that's what we do. We run. We give up. We, we give in. We give in to our, our, that little voice, to our imposter syndrome, um, to the external voices. Um, we give in to the, to the stigma of saying, you know what, I show up and there's no one else in the room. That must mean that I'm not good enough. That must mean nobody likes me. I'm, I'm the little, I mean, look at that image of me. That was, that was an image I actually used in a coaching session, my PFP, um, to a moment, to probably the moment that I can remember, the image where I was most happiest in my entire life. I was out there blowing bubbles in a forest. Um, but I was a chubby little kid, not, maybe not as chubby in that photo, but I was a little fat boy and, you know, I was always worried no one would show up to my birthday party. I still have that trauma inside me. Um, but you've got to get over it. You've got to say I'm not running. And, and the reality is, is that when I was one of the first marketing podcasts or podcasters in the world in 2005 with Across the Sound, which became Jaffe Juice, when I recorded it, I recorded it privately, offline. There was no streaming. So I would sit in a room, same room that I'm in now, and... Um, I would just talk to a wall and, and I learned how to actually be very comfortable in my own company, which I accept is probably borderline madness when you start really enjoying and talking to yourself and answering. But that's where it begins, right? It begins by being comfortable with being uncomfortable. It begins by being comfortable in a small room um, and yet not, not, not uh, you know, kind of settling for that small room. And being also honest and okay to say, this is the goal. The goal is to grow this, to become the number one um, audio-first business and entrepreneurship-focused uh, um, show, if you want to call it, in the world, because this is global. And, there, and guess what? There is no other one right now. Name me one other 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday, Business, marketing, innovation, digital, um, entrepreneurship slot. There is none. And certainly not one with, with the breadth and the depth of content and this editorial calendar. So, you know, I don't for one second, you know, pat myself on the back or puff out my chest or say, you know, I'm the shit. I, I'm, 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 I'm shit. I'm not the shit. I'm shit. Um, 
but I'm going to be better and I can be better and I'm growing every day and we'll grow this every day and I, and I mean it. I'm not running. Are you running, C-Rock? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm running to I'm gym. Old- yeah, I'm always running to where I'm going. I'm not <laughs> running away from something, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, so here's the thing. I, I do have a, I have a call I have to take, but, you know, just this consistency over long periods of time starts to compound things. I just know it. And when you, when you don't feel like doing it, whether it gets hard, the way you get 100% participation from yourself is you do it when you don't feel like it, when it gets hard. Because you know you're going to do it when it's easy and when things are great, conditions are great, you're going to do it. So that's that's been my motto, and it just seems to always elevate you, you know so but uh but yeah keep just just that's the other thing one thing oh there was something else that you said that i wanted to point out was oh i must be mad because i talk to myself all the time and answer myself so i i, I want to be around someone like myself like i need to surround myself with people like myself you know and and that's how you know that you have confidence in what you're doing and the work that you put in on yourself is if you want to be talked to other people out there i'll tell you joseph there's a lot of people out there that you know, there's so much personal development out there, people that are working on helping people uh, with positive self-talk and this and that. That's because people don't like the way they sound and they don't like the what, what they're saying to themselves. I love what I say to myself, mm. you know? And so I think people just need to switch it up and, and make yourself somebody that you'd want to hang out with because you're hanging out with yourself every day. That can sound crazy. I don't really care what people think about that, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I am my own best friend. I mean, I agree with you. I, 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 I love being by myself. I love my own company. Um, I, I always have. That doesn't make me a loner. Um, I love people too. But I'm very comfortable. I'm very comfortable with myself. And, and I think you have to be. And you also have to be a little thick-skinned and resilient too. Um, you know, I've changed a lot throughout the last three or four years. And um, I'm the same person. I'm as you know. Certain values like honesty and 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 integrity um, and you know and passion and emotion. Or that, that's still who I am. I'm just less of a I'm less of a dick um, than I used to be. Which is not to say I was. I just was immature. I was just a little bit more immature. And and so I was a little bit maybe infatuated with myself. But now. I genuinely, genuinely want to help. I mean, that is, that is, you know, when I look back on my life, um, I will, I will attempt to answer the question: How many people did I help? How many people did I influence? How many people um, was I able to support? Um, and it begins, by the way, with me and my family. Let's be clear. You know, so like, what's the goal here? I mean, the goal is to create um, a an unbelievably powerful independent platform. Um, and, and, and we will figure out in some cases how to port this over into discord and we will figure out how to monetize. The difference with me is that I never forget the people that were here at the beginning. Never. You know, that's the first customer, um, uh, theory that I wrote in flip the funnel. The people that were here at the beginning, those are the people that will win big at the end. It just has to be that way. It has to be that way. Whether you call it a thousand true fans, etc., it's the people that showed up at the beginning and stuck it out. Um, they didn't necessarily so, pay with their their money, but they paid with their time. Attention, yeah, t- it's eyeballs, attention, ears—they're paying with that, you know. Um, I got to run, Joseph, but uh, to to something, not from something. Uh, but yeah, let's just keep it up. And you know, today I just love to leave everybody with a thought: like promote, 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 over and over again. That's, I mean, that's what it takes. You got to be obsessed. If you want to accomplish something, you are the best kept secret if you do not promote and tell people what you're doing over and over and over again. Because a lot of times, Joseph, like you might have told somebody about this, but they went in near one ear and out the other because they have so many other distractions and you don't people don't realize that everybody is going through the same thing you're going through with all the distractions. So it takes it really literally takes fifteen to twenty times. Yeah, and you're not getting on people's nerves. If you're getting on people's nerves, it's just not aligned with them anyway. So keep going anyway. That's hey, that's my philosophy. Hey, I've got an idea. Just before, and even if you go, it's fine. I'll, I'll mention to you when we when we catch up. But I like the idea of setting um, setting audience goals. We start off with you know ten, twenty five, fifty, a hundred, two fifty, five hundred, and every time we hit a goal, 
um, there is some kind of a of an experience or a or a reward or something. For example, I mean, we hit. I'm making it up. We hit 500, and you know, we we do a meetup in New York City, uh, or at or at South by Southwest, or or something where obviously not everyone will be there, um, but we just keep on pouring into. Um, the community and into the audience, and so we just keep. Maybe it starts off with a webinar, um, or it starts off with an with a with a session where you know I deliver a keynote of one of my you know of or, or book giveaways. But we just keep building and building and building, and um, so we'll see what happens. Um, but I know you have to run, and um, we've got about nineteen minutes left. So C Rock um, C Rock is gone, and I wanted to talk about apathy today. Um, and I'm happy to also just carry that over for tomorrow um, because I was actually thinking about um, this whole idea of, you know, we talk about we talk about empathy, right? And the lack of empathy is, is generally um, one of the characteristics of narcissists. They just don't care. They don't feel. They don't feel for anyone, but quite frankly, themselves. Um, and then I was thinking like, what about apathy? Where does apathy fit in? Um, and to me, I think like the golden question in the golden question in the world in marketing, uh, in business is just how do we get people to care? How do we get people to show up? Sure, but how do we get people to care to give a damn? And uh, it's not, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's not. I'm just I'm laughing because I'm seeing Tim, who's uh, you know grumpy Tim Lynch, who says. Um, I asked, did you mint? And he said, no, don't you remember when they gave you shit for how you were using it? You're faster to forgive. It took a while for me to add an app, which I did for you to mint posts, which I did for you. Then there were uh, uh, assholes and I deleted it all. Uh, When will LinkedIn Live be one of the platforms that is tested? Well, you're saying a bunch of things there. Um, First of all, um, yeah, they did give me a a, a rough time, but you know, to err is human uh, or, or to be an asshole is human, to forgive divine, my friend. Um, you know, I ended up, you know, buying a bunch of credits and I'm trying to work with them. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, you've got to be able to forgive in this particular case. It's the same thing. Like I know, you know, like I, I'm in X and this doesn't mean necessarily I support uh, Elon Musk's um, practices, but like I'm out there to build a business and build an audience and I've got to figure out the best way to do it. And at the end of the day, I'd rather help 10 people, you know, and be on X, then fall on my sword and not be on X and not help anyone or not be able to get in front of anyone. Uh, that's how I feel, you know, and Elon doesn't know who I am and he doesn't care, nor should he. And I don't care either. Um, so like regarding POAP, um, you know, it's part of my DNA just to experiment. I have to, I have to keep mixing it up. I have to keep changing. I have to keep trying and waiting for something to stick. And and when, not if, but when I get to the point where I have that audience, that command, that, you know, that influence, then I can be a little bit more discerning, which is not to say that I'll be an arsehole back to them. Um, but at least at least I have another another uh, you know, arrow in my quiver. You know, being proud um and, and falling on your sword often doesn't help. You know, you what do you say? You shoot yourself in the foot, you cut yourself at the knees, you cut off your nose to spite your face. None of that benefits you in the end by being a purist, so to speak. So, you know, I recognize that. I'm, I'm, calling, I'm calling myself out. I'm calling it as well um, <clears throat> because I'm trying to figure out a formula and I'm trying to figure out what works. But I'll tell you, nothing will speak louder than the ability um, for us to, to bring in two or three people, you know. So... You know, I would say to you, Tim, you know, help me get off X, you know, help me get off POAP, you know, help me not work with assholes. Um, And the way to do that is to build this audience, is to actually, you know, feel this need without me asking you um, to say, you know what, I want to help. I don't want to just help you. I want to help us. So it's bringing in the two or three people. And look, they're little victories. You got to see those victories. You got so I'll riff on the last thing today about this concept of little victories. So Caleb, for example, Caleb is in here. He's been in here, I think, every day or, or two or three days in a row. 
he was in and out, but now he's in. You know, it's the consistency. Isner's back here after a long time. You know, Slick is in. You know, um, it's, you know, it's little victories. At least one new face every day. There was a new face today, Amp, whoever that is. And yesterday there was another new face. Slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. But now it comes down to, but, but there are changes as well. Right, and one of the big changes is you know bringing C Rock in, and and you know and and mixing it up. Hey, I'll do whatever. <laughs> Tim says there's a relationship between bullshit and utility. For example, if you're talking about an airline, a company that is going to take me to great distances, then the utility is high, and they have more room to add bullshit. The utility for a pope is low, therefore the amount of tolerable bullshit is proportional to the utility you know it's funny uh one of the things we train at uh, eos is uh the three uniques of um of southwest right which is uh which is low fares the three l's uh lots of flights and loads of fun and and uh at one point a um a, a woman actually wrote into herb kelleher the founder of 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 uh southwest and said, you know, um, you know, sir, you know, flying is serious. Flying is is not, you know, it's not a fun thing, and you need to cut out all of this, these shenanigans and all the all of this whimsical, you know, comedy, etc. Because flying is a serious uh, uh, aspect, and if you don't, I will not fly you anymore. And he responded to her and he said, ma'am, um, you know, we will miss you. So, by the way, Tim, this is not me telling you that I'm going to miss you. You're not going anywhere. Um, But I think, you know, identity is important and just being able to figure things out. For me, I just think there are elements of of, uh, opportunity costs and compromises without compromising yourself, right? Sometimes you've got to lose the battle to win the war. Um, And I want to win this war. You know, I want to win the war against apathy because to me – Maybe one of the reasons there just aren't enough people in here is that people just don't care enough. Whether it's caring about themselves, caring about marketing, uh, caring about, uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, we, we, we spent time uh, discussing yesterday about psychological safety. By the way, if you want to listen to that episode, um, just subscribe bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go. And and too many people are in the comfort zone. And too many people are in the apathy zone, right? The apathy zone is when uh is when performance standards are low and um and psychological safety is low. Right? When psychological safety is high and performance standards are low, that is the comfort zone. When performance standards are high and psychological safety is low, that's the anxiety zone. And the learning zone is when psychological safety is high and performance standards are high. So getting people to care, well, I think the answer, by the way, and we'll maybe come back to it tomorrow, maybe we won't, is you've got to create high psychological safety, first of all, right? But then there's got to be some bite. There's got to be an incentive. There's got to be a reason as well. Caleb says what's interesting about BS versus utility is that the more we seek to trim the BS to maximize utility at times, we end up trimming what made us unique in the first place. I guess that's the problem when you compromise yourself, right? Compromise, that ends up compromising yourself. She said, uh, uh, she said, uh, Caleb said, um, i.e. smiley face stickers at Walmart or my pleasure at Chick-fil-A, little things are what made the sale sometimes. So I just want to understand that point. What's interesting about BS versus utility is that the more we seek to trim the BS to maximize utility at times, we end up trimming what made us unique in the first place. So you're saying the smiley face stickers actually ended up detracting from it as in, you know, um, or you, in, in other words, it becomes trite. It becomes almost, you know, it, it's um, familiarity breeds contempt, I guess is maybe what you're saying uh, as well. Um Maybe that's what you're saying. I don't know. Um, but yeah, good. Uh, and you can come up to stage, by the way. We, we, we're going to continue to, you can raise your hand at any point. Um, you can come on and, 
And, uh, you know, originally my thinking for these sessions was that I would talk for about 45 minutes and then, and then invite people onto stage. But I think we, we mix that up. We change it from, from the get-go. People want to come onto stage, come onto stage. You know, so, you know, Caleb, Tim in Discord, Slick, Isner, if you want to come onto stage, go for it. Um, I also do feel strongly that this can only be an hour. So, you know, if C-Rock wants to extend it, he's welcome to extend it, but I'm not going to. Um, just because I want to get on with my day. Um, and, and I think an hour is a, is a commitment. Um, hold on. Let's see, Caleb. Let's see if that worked. And hopefully people in Twitter will oh. hear him. One second. I can hear you. Just give me an emoji, though, in, in Twitter if you can hear Caleb. He's not talking right now, though. So I need to turn this. No, I can hear you. Can you hear me though? Yeah, but it's coming through where my it's coming through the wrong way. Can you hear Caleb uh Slick and Isna? Yeah, they can. So go for it. So what are you saying, Caleb? Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. Perfect. Um well, first off, thank you so much for the opportunity to, you know, kind of voice my opinion here. But what I was speaking on with regards to that is um, as we're talking about apathy and we're talking about connection and we're talking about what keeps people coming back. Um, one of the things that I feel has changed is kind of the focus to, you could say, like lifetime customer versus the instant I'm going to get my money. So for me, at least, I remember fondly um, the smiley face stickers as a kid. And I think that's one of the reasons why as I grew more into adulthood, I was like, oh, I can just go to Walmart. But then like you kind of start to switch your brands because a different store might go out of their way. So that's why I was using the example of um, I'm based out of Florida and we always go back and forth about like Chick-fil-A and my pleasure and the Southern hospitality aspects of things. So it's, I could go to insert a fast food restaurant, but I choose to go to Chick-fil-A because I know that it's going to be that little thing that brightens up my day. And that's where I think that as we're moving um, as a society to understanding that we don't have as much time as we kind of thought we had because social media puts it in your face constantly about, look at what you did a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. So you, you actually are actively having more opportunities to review what you're not doing. So I think more people are getting focused on time, but what we're losing is the time that we were spending building connection. So like when you keep trimming the BS to try to get to that point where you like, I'm maximizing out the dollar, you're losing the utility because for example, what I like about POAP is it's a attendance-based thing. So I don't have to come here and be the best performer. I just got to show up. Yeah. And it's like those little things build positive habits over time because we used to actually honor people for you know perfect attendance. And now it's just more like it's an expectation. You're supposed to be here. There's, so it's little things like that kind of reinforce there's the a, behaviors. There's a quality versus a quantity, but, but there are also levels as well. For example, you know, for example, Tim just came onto stage um, because he has the barrister role. He got the barrister role because he showed up and he's been here long enough. And so the barrister role means you can come up to stage anytime you want. Um, So there's an incentive. So he is, but he's also contributed enough. He has shown up. When he shows up, he's not just benefiting himself. He's benefiting me. He helps me. When he comments whether he's being grumpy Tim about X or whatever the K or POAP, you know, I mean, he or, or recommending a book, um, you know, he is he is producing, right? He is therefore part of the I, whole I, consumption experience. I keep reaching out to authors and yeah, I, I got I got to yeah. No, it's great. <clears throat> you know the well, the, and, and Caleb, you know, the, there there's uh, I just want to clarify one thing around my comment about bullshit. Um, you know, it's 
you know, the, the, the little things like you mentioned about Walmart or Chick-fil-A, I don't consider those bullshit. I consider those, those are, those are genuine or attempts at the company trying to genuinely appreciate their customers. Um, and I don't see those at all as bullshit. Um, what I mean is, uh, friction in how difficult do you make it to do business with you? Right. And like you said, there are a lot of places that you can get a chicken sandwich at. You choose Chick-fil-A, right? Which means that Burger King or Popeye's chicken sandwich, it's not about the chicken sandwich, right? It's about more than that. It's the little nuances of how pleasurable or painful do you make it from the customer's perspective, Right? Oh, yeah. Not from the business's perspective, but from the customer's perspective. Is it easy to do business with you? And when there's high utility, I need to get to this destination. I'm willing to deal with a lot of BS from an airline because I don't have a choice. Commitments already made, money's already spent, plans have already been you know, solidified. When it comes to you know, trying different technologies, absolutely want to give it a try. But if they crest that threshold of bullshit, then it's then you're not the only game in town. So I you're like X. You're dead to me. I move on. Um, Unfortunately, both there, both are the only game in town, which is making it really difficult. But but you do set yourself up for a you know to crash and burn when something better comes along. I'm just going to synthesize and and and. And, and kind of uh, bring bo- frame both of you together, and you offer the smiley face, you know, and the my pleasure. And so cost of doing business, making it difficult. When you put that onus on your customer, you set yourself up ultimately. I mean, you are banking on you being the best in the business, you know, and or that there's no other game in town, and that is a very, very risky strategy. By the way, I just want to say one thing before 9 a.m. Um, another thing that, that we may very well um, pioneer at some point is um, a speaker POAP. And what I mean by that is everyone who comes onto stage, they may very well end up with their own, with a different POAP, right? One is I showed up. The other one is I showed up and I contributed as well. And so there's a lot of, um, innovation that I think is, I mean, I think we are literally at the, uh, at the beginning of climbing Mount Everest when it comes to the summit of potential associated with the proof of attendance protocol. It is one of the most elusive um, and vital aspects of the whole customer journey and loyalty as someone who actually focuses on this. No one, uh, proof of purchase, I called it POP, um, I almost wrote my next book on it because um, it was pop. It was it was point of purchase, place of purchase, and proof of purchase. If you if you um, nail those three, right? Place of purchase, showing up, point of purchase, the moment at which you know you actually make the decision, and then proof of purchase, everything out, everything up. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a bow tie, right? And and. And I think POAPs, which is really pop as well, um, is it's just POAP, um, is maybe your fourth pop. Um, but Tim has jumped. Uh, Caleb, uh, try and, you know, and, and Slick, who's in Twitter, try, try and join us with this, which is tell one person, just one person, uh, a day, a week, um, be part of this this revolution or this evolution, whatever we want to call it, if we believe that we can build this, I mean, if you think about how many thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people that potentially uh, could be in this room, there is a barrier. There is a barrier to entry, which is you got to be on Twitter or X. (laughs) And there's a barrier to being on that because a lot of people have said, you know, you know, screw screw X, screw Elon. Um, and it, there's still a technology um, barrier as well. If this was on Sirius XM, 
um, there would still be a, a barrier based on people that were subscribed and paying as opposed to this being on terrestrial radio. So there are always barriers to entry. Um, that doesn't mean we give up. Uh, to quote Searock, uh, I'm not running. So it is 9 a.m. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, I won't be in on Thursday, although I will. You know, I might be. I mean, I'll talk to Searock because normally, as I said, my session begins at 9 and so I might open up the room um, and, in fact, maybe what we'll do, um, and I'm going to stop the recording now. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.